Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome to a Skyrimatic podcast where I will discuss my adventures and misadventures through Skyrim. Join me. Add your stories, add your tales. Let's uh let's get into this thing. And welcome back. Episode 96 of the Skyrimatic podcast. All right. <laughs> Up there, yeah, we're ticking them off. Uh, have uh, Victor, howdy, howdy, and Colin with me this week. Evening, afternoon, uh, what is it here? Uh, it's afternoon, yeah, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it feels like evening because I woke up at like five, so it feels like evening ah. anyway. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick, uh, couple quick announcements. Uh, there's a new show Jeremy's doing, uh, My Journey with Cystic Fibrosis. Um, it is a, like a personal journal, essentially, of uh, you know his what he goes through, how he deals with it, things like that. So that, that's something quite different than we normally do. It's it's very personal, and uh, he keeps it real on there. So uh, if you want to check that out, it's uh, all the links are over at the website asapodcasting.com. And uh, soon there will be Fallout feed shirts and some Skyrim shirts, probably in end of July once I get back from. A uh, couple of vacations, so look for those then. I, I gave away a couple this week, and then I'm making some for everybody here. Uh, and then we'll I'll probably do them through Etsy or something like that, make it simple. So keep an eye out for that stuff. We'll be in now. That, that'll be the easiest way probably for me to do it. So, But uh, other than that, yep, yep, Skyrimming, Skyrimming, Skyrimming. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So we haven't really, like, three of us haven't really talked about the E3 stuff with the remaster and all that. So uh, I guess we can get into that a little bit since we haven't really really touched on that. Yeah, let's. Um, so, like, I guess most importantly, modding, how's it, since we're a little further into it now and people have had a little more time to think about it. In the beginning, it was kind of like, nah, it shouldn't really affect anything. Now it seems like maybe it's going to have a little more effect than people were speculating in the first couple days anyway yeah there's there's uh there's been a lot of up and down a lot of you know not hysteria but a lot of worry and chest beating Mm -hmm. about it Um, uh, but i think some things yeah are definitely clearer now than they were at the very beginning Uh, i would say for anybody who's interested to uh there are several uh you know good and even tempered <laughs> uh, YouTube videos, particularly by the ever uh, famous and excellent gopher mm. uh, who's tried to explain things as best he can uh, with, you know, the lit, honestly limited knowledge that everybody has. But uh, um, it looks like that there will be uh, 
some mods won't be that that hard to 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 port over, and some could be nigh unto impossible. Ah, uh, and uh, one of the worst, uh, depending on your perspective, anyway, uh, possible casualties might be Sky UI. Yeah, I had seen that. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't. That's just hearsay. It's based on some. I I posted something about it just based on comments I'd heard. Uh, I think one of them was on Gopher's latest video and a couple of other places. I I saw that the authors of Sky UI don't really have a whole lot of interest in working on it anymore. So, uh, um, <clears throat> because the new engine's going to require uh, an upgrade of the script extender, the SKSE. Oh yeah. Uh, and then, and thereby, any mods that use the script extender, which is lots of them, yeah. um, uh, then uh, Sky UI is may or may not get upgraded. Now, that's not to say that with the author's permission, somebody else might not come along and do and just pick that. that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like we were, like we mentioned on the game talk, uh, there's those guys like Chesco out there, who's the author of Frostfall. Uh, a lot of the mods that, um, uh, sorry, I shut off Facebook there. Uh, a lot of the mods that use SKSE can be modified mm-hmm. <laughs> to uh, not have to use SKSE. Oh, instance, okay. Uh, in like that thread that I posted, uh, Frostfall's older version, two point six, did a lot of things that didn't need the mod configuration menu that SKSC provides and some of the other things. And there's ways around it. There's, there are, there were, there are plenty of older mods that did not use SKSC, but still had lots of functionality. So all that's possible. I, I don't think it's going to be, it's not a giant disaster by any means, um, but it may take a while, you know, uh, of course we have plenty of time. Cause I don't think we're going to see Elder Scrolls six until about, <laughs> 2019. Yeah, so I can believe Todd Howard there. So I definitely pushed back my predictions of. Uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm thinking 2018 at the earliest. Earliest. Right. That, that might be 2018. Might be the announcement. Yeah, you might yeah. be right. Like they announced at E3 and it'll be ready that fall. Or yeah, something. yeah. That that that's my hopeful prediction. Right yeah. But I don't know how likely that is, even you know, from the way he made it sound. But he could also be making it sound that way just because, yeah. That's true. I hadn't really thought of that to yeah, get people know, he's off. Not his back. always perfectly honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, There's always that that angle as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he did say, "Yeah, it's going to be a long time." But uh, I mean, and he was he was very candid. I mean, in some of those things, I mean, even addressing the issue of the of the uh, voiced uh, protagonist. Uh, yeah, yeah, where they said that they, it didn't quite turn out how they had planned it. Yeah, well, I think what he said was, you know, some things were successful, and then he went through a few things, and and some things weren't, like dialogue. <laughs> it was sort of a slightly oblique reference, but uh, everybody knows what he meant. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't hate the, uh, not to get too deep into Fallout 4, but I didn't hate the right, dialogue, yeah. but I, I certainly see where the issues come in with it. When you're trying to play different characters, it, yeah. it really creates an issue. And I, I think the comment is is pertinent to to Elder Scrolls because if they feel it wasn't successful, then they're not going to do it. They're not going, yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially sure. in an Elder Scrolls game where role playing is so 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 essential. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't. I don't have a version of 
anything on the console to try the mods with, so I have no experience with with uh, how they work, even with the current version of Skyrim. You guys both have, right? What's that? This the consoles? The console uh, mods on on like Fallout. So so you know. You... Um, I've played around with them a little bit. Or and... Colin, you, you don't you don't have it on the on the console, do you? I do. I own oh, Fallout okay. Four. I haven't played any of it though. Oh, okay. That's right. It came with your package. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't I don't know how it's you know how well it's going to work with Skyrim when when that pops up, but uh, the ones I used were pretty seamless. Um, they were pretty basic ones though, nothing nothing too taxing or anything. Yeah. Um, I I didn't have really any issue loading them, and uh, as long as you read and see how you should have, you, I think you can still do a load order correct with the consoles, I believe. Um. So you can you can change the order as yeah. It, there's some kind of menu where I didn't play with it a lot on the consoles because I really only did a few mods. But um, I believe there's a, a a thing where you can change the load order as well. So that, I mean that matters too, obviously. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I haven't really heard any other issues with it either. Um, from people who are using you're, you're it more. Out a lot there. Oh, am I again? Wow, nobody's using the internet now, and I'm cutting out. Jeez, what uh, is going on? Yeah. Well, sorry. I, it, 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 I wasn't going to say anything, but then it kept going. So. Did it? Uh, no, 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 no. That's fine. Um, what to do here? Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, it's in and out. So, huh. uh, I mean, if, well, you guys are coming through clear. So, okay. if I skip out, just let me know. Vamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because everything's coming clear on this end. There's okay. there's some kind of issue from me over here. Hey, yeah. Juan. Juan's here? Yeah. Must have just What's bought. going on? Hey, How's Juan. it going? We hey, assumed man. you were drinking beer. We we figured. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I was on ESO this morning. Oh, nice. So how did the uh, – have, have the changes hit for ESO for you, to, you guys that are playing? Yeah, yeah we, uh, it was, uh, I believe, the 14th of this month. They um, – they did the big update with uh, the Dark Brotherhood um, DLC that came out, so um, it's it's a little bit better, I, I think. Um, there's still some coding issues where you get a little bit of lag and glitches and stuff, but it's it's bound to happen. Hopefully, they'll fix it soon, and we can all be happy again. <laughs> yeah, I've I've sent in a, a few reports of um incompletable missions oh okay and um they sent me an e- they said every time you send one of those in they send an email back and each time i've sent one in go yes we're we're aware of that this quest people are having an issue uh we're looking to it we'll get back to it yeah it's happened twice so far where i can't complete a quest are these Dark Brotherhood quests or... or, or... Oh, no, the normal game quests. Normal game. Uh, something to do with the quest markers. Uh. Um, because there's certain things where you have to place... Some, uh, it's one of the quests, so I have to place something in a certain area and it won't give me the activation so I can activate and put it down where it's supposed to go. And then the other one, I'm supposed to activate these cobwebs to cut this guy out of all these cobwebs, but it won't activate, it won't let me cut them down. So, Arville the Swift? Yeah, Arville. I was going to say Arville the Swift. <laughs> Very reminiscent. <laughs> Very reminiscent. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Well, he is in uh, in Skyrim, I think, so. Oh, okay. So it's a little, just a little nod to, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, has that uh, one Tamriel thing started yet? Or have... No, that's uh, that's for the fall, I believe. That's for the fall when they're going to make that change? Yeah. So how do you guys feel about that? Well, uh, go ahead. It, well, to me, it, 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 I was just wondering, as I was saying to one, um, if that's the point, if everybody can play with everybody, because mm-hmm. no in Rothgar, you can go in there at level 2 or, or level 10. I don't know whether they lock it out to level 10. No, but, um, what's his name? Went in at like level 5. Uh, yeah. Keith, Keith went in at level 5 once. <laughs> yeah. So you can go in at level five, or you can go in at what used to be veteran sixteen, and sort of like you know that was after hundreds and hundreds of hours that you've leveled up to veteran, and you can all go into this one place called Waskar, which is one of the DLCs, and everybody can play with everybody else. Uh, the my complaint with that was when you get people who are just joining the game uh, and running through, uh, and just being complete dicks um because they're all kids and so like you know they're just messing around um they interfere with people who are playing like, like you know trying to enjoy the game and yeah. sort of like play the game the worst the way it's supposed to be played. Hmm. and then you get all these guys who are just running around being really annoying and uh snaking your your um with your nose when you're trying to harvest stuff there's sometimes there'll be an enemy standing over like that piece of wood that you want to harvest so you have to kill the enemy. So what, while you're tr- while you're killing the enemy, they run in behind you, and harvest the node. Oh. So, yeah, that that's slightly annoying. And they're planning to do this to the entire game, where everybody can play with everybody, which is fun. Which would be a lot of fun. The only thing is, what would be the point in leveling? Yeah, that's what I know. Yeah, does that kind of well, kill that? I think the only the only real point to leveling at that point would be just um, the type of armor that you can get because as yeah. you get higher level armor, you get more more damage, um, and you can. And the biggest thing is just the champion points and the way you set up your own champion points. Because um, I mean, I, I've gone into um, even like in Cold Harbor, which is the end game for the main quest line, and I'll. Um, my character will go to what used to be the vet levels, but now he's um, CP like 315. And then you'll see some guys that are like um, champion point level like 5 or 10, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where, where you have the advantage, where you have all these 300 points that you've put into um, all your different uh, skills to help boost up your character. Um, uh, that seems to be the, the biggest advantage. Plus, I mean, you can get some... Uh, stronger stronger armor and stronger weapons that you actually build up to your own as opposed to the game just saying okay um your your wep- weapons and armor need to be to this level so well, i mean as long as it doesn't um drop you down in uh, some of the other areas i think it, it should be okay well, aren't the aren't the quests still somewhat level locked? I mean, there's a point to leveling. I mean, I mean this this kind of system uh, works quite well in in MMOs like uh, World of Warcraft. I mean, that's how WoW works, and to a certain extent, Guild Wars too, as well. I mean, everything's the whole world is accessible to you. That doesn't mean necessarily that you can you take can... A certain quests on at level two, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, so yeah. 
I mean, I know Sean, for instance, my, my oldest is really excited about, about this because he feels like it's going to bring him back into ESO. I mean, he's a long, long time WoW player and, and Guild Wars 2 player. And he's, he's looking forward to it. So I, I, I guess, uh, I mean, it has, it, I guess it has its advantages. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what they're trying to do is make it Skyrim with friends, uh, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of the people that have actually purchased the game wanted it to be. So yeah. I mean, so you can actually just go anywhere with your friends. But I mean, I I honestly I didn't have an issue going back down to lower levels with a high level character, except for the fact that I mean I was one shotting a lot of stuff. But mm. it's not that big of a deal for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks like yeah, but if, it, if it's going to be like one world where you can go anywhere, so I can go one week. I'm in the Daggerfall Covenant doing the Daggerfall Covenant quests, and then um, sort of like Jeremy pops on, but mm-hmm. he's in his Aldmeri Dominion character. So I can just jump on a boat or jump to a way shrine to travel to the Aldmeri Dominion and then quest with him while I'm working with the Aldmeri Dominion. That doesn't seem. I don't know what they're saying by this one Tamriel thing. Yeah, that that does seem kind of kind of sketchy because um, right now you go into these other areas as um, basically um, there's a character whose name is Cadwell and he sits there and he says, "Well, you know, you're gonna nobody's gonna know that you are a Evan Hartpack, that you are yeah. Agarball Covenant, um, and you're gonna play as if you you're gonna you're gonna go through the adventure as if you were part of that um, uh, uh, faction." Yeah. Um, and so what that does is um, it kind of gives you a little bit more immersion because it's like, okay, I'm actually. Um, Daggerfall Covenant, but I'm playing the Ebonheart Pack storyline, you know? I think it, it did need a little bit of an explanation there. Basically what it is is that if you start off in the Ebonheart Pact, which is the Skyrim base, which starts you off in Morrowind, you mm-hmm. start off as a lowly soldier that they, they, you got freed from Cold Harbor, they fish you out of the water, and then you play all the way through the Ebonheart Pact, and once you go through all of that quest, which is in the Ebonheart Pact, which starts off at Deshaun and then Shadowfen, and then all the way up to Eastmarch, then Riften. Then once you finish Riften, then you go to Cold Harbor, and then you fight uh, the big fight, the end quest, and then you do the main quest. And once you finish that, then the game gives you the option to say, right, you've done all of that quest, and you're now level sort of like 50 or Veteran 1 or Veteran 2, and now, if you want, you've got the option of where you can we can magically hmm. send you into an alternate dimension where you can live through the same things that were happening, but now it's in the Old Mary Dominion. So you play hmm. through the Old Mary Dominion, or the Covenant as they do it, because it goes the Pact, the Covenant, and then the Old Mary Dominion. So how... Sorry, just a quick little aside, because I'm just not very versed in the game. How do the, the, the big new sort of uh, guild DLCs or whatever you want to call them uh, uh, apply to those pa- packs like the Thieves Guild or the Dark Brother. Are those sort of side quests that you can do anytime? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, you can go to the, uh, the Thieves Guild and, and the Dark Brotherhood, uh, but they are, they're, again, they're leveled up to, was it uh, Champion Point 160? But if you go there below that, what the game automatically levels you, brings you up to that oh. level. 
Okay. So if you're level five with no champion points, you'll be in the same instance in the same world as somebody who has 500 champion points. So do you think they're, that with this one Tamriel thing, they're going to start slowly but surely getting rid of the the uh, the packs, the three different packs? I don't think they are. Um, I think that's going to stay because um, people would rebel if they got rid of um, the PvP section because there are those people that... Oh, only, I don't think only... they'd do that. I mean, they would no, never get rid of PvP, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And, but, I mean, you would have... To, if you eliminate the factions, then you would um, eliminate PvP. Well, because... it's a different... You'd have a different kind of PvP. Yeah. Um, and there are those people that just that's all they do is go and do PvP and they get upset even if like some of the, the special um, uh, PvP like armor sets and stuff are, are offered for sale, they, they're the ones that sit there and just uh, they rant and get really upset you know, and it's like, well, you know what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. yeah Interesting so it seems like that's really going to completely change things for people when that hits, though. Um, just I'm taking the wait and see. Yeah, see um, how it plays out. Because um, I'm hoping they have a plan that, that works, that doesn't break the game or immersion somehow. Um, I, I mean, it would it'd be nice to sit there and, I mean, the idea of sitting there saying, oh, um, I have this um, Aldmeri Dominion character, and um, my friend wants to do this over here in Ick because he has a um, Ebonheart pack character. So now we are we have similar level characters. We can go. I can make my. I can take my character over to that area. Um, so that will that'll that part will be nice. Um, it's just the. I think for me, the biggest issue that I have is the fact that if anybody can travel anywhere. There are certain groups of people or guilds that hang out in a lot of the, the main cities and just hang out, uh-huh. <laughs> which um, which creates a lot of lag in a lot of the main cities. So uh, I, don't, I don't know okay. if... Um, I think the bit, the main thing is either fix the servers, make bigger servers, or if they're going to be able to just combine all the servers um, or something so that it kind of works more seamless, maybe that would be a, a definitely a good thing. But I know um, some people have actually crashed the servers intentionally by just getting a whole bunch of people and just dropping um, their ultimates all at the same time. <laughs> I think I've, I've heard of of something like that or just um if because if you have way too much stuff going on at once it just can't handle it and it would crash it and i think that's that happened a lot in the beginning um so but i mean honestly that that part right there is such a small percentage of of the frustration uh, besides any those little issues like that i mean there's a whole just land mass for you to explore and find new things and um sometimes um i just go around and just do some farming for for um crafting material and that's fun um and the nice thing about uh some of the areas is um like rothgar and the gold coast and um 
what is it Hughes Bane for uh, that's for the new the, some of the new DLCs is um, if your character is like level thirty something and your crafting is uh, is is like really low, um, it'll actually give you um, crafting material for your level, um, and I think with the one Tamriel it's it's going to be like a 50-50 split where it mm. will give you um, crafting material for your crafting level and then the other half is for crafting for your character's level. Mm-hmm. Cool. Also, hopefully they have a balance for it then. Be yeah. Good. Yeah, one can only hope. and there's a lot of fun achievements like um, there's achievements for fishing Um, if you catch um, specific there's like these special like colored fish for for each um, area and if you catch all of them they give you an achievement or if you defeat all the um, all the little mini bosses for each area you get an achievement Um, a lot of time those are fun especially um, because usually those are a lot tougher than than um, any other creature in there and I've I've gotten to the point where I've died like two three times just trying to figure out how to beat um that little mini boss and then um if you go into like areas like rothgar and um Hughesbane and the gold coast those are even bigger bosses where you uh kind of sit around waiting for a whole bunch of people to show up and then you guys take them all take them on all at the same time and even then some you die quite a bit <laughs> sort of like the world bosses in, in guild wars 2 or something yeah that's probably uh pretty close yeah Oh well, huh. someday. Yeah, I, when and when and if I get my 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 Xbox S. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah maybe it'll have a Skyrim bundle. Yeah. <laughs> the Project Scorpio. No, I'm not. I have no interest in Scorpio. I've you know I've got a beastly PC. Why would I? Why would I buy a you know? A, and it'll be even beastlier by the time that thing comes out. So yeah, there was, that's yeah. like a whole another year away. Those other yeah. consoles, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're talking um, next year, for, uh, maybe January, early in New Year, maybe even mid-year. It's hard to say. Yeah, and it's hard to say what what it's going to be like. I mean, 4K, okay, big whoop, you know, it, that's fine. But but uh, um, I don't have a huge amount of interest in that. And uh, you know, I don't know. I I think the market isn't for you know people who are already you know largely PC gamers. I think the market is for console players who don't necessarily want to invest in a, in a big PC yeah. have a more powerful system. And since, you know, uh, Microsoft is, uh, is, you know, trying to slowly but surely integrate both worlds, um, you know, it, it, I think for, for some people it could be a great machine. No, I'm more interested in the S. I like that smaller, slimmer model and stuff. But I don't want the new right. ones. Like I was saying on the other podcast, I, I'm going to wait until the 500 gig model comes out. So. Yeah, and uh, I, I think from what I heard, Microsoft is going to start releasing games where it says PC and Xbox, so it can actually be played on both. Hmm. Um, that's pretty awesome. Using, uh, using the same disc. Yeah. I yeah, that is cool. nice. Yeah. Although, you know, it's, it's it's not that great for Steam. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. So, well, it yeah, seems like Steam they're... Has a giant t- bullseye on its back, of course. Yeah, it yeah. does seem like they're trying to cut them out at every turn. 
<laughs> well, of course, because uh, they want those marketing dollars. Yeah. You know, uh, Ubisoft right. did it, although they still sell their games through Steam. You still have to, you know, go through these stupid third-party EULAs and stuff. And EA has done it. I think EA doesn't sell any of their games on Steam anymore. Right? Yeah. Well, Bethesda's trying to do it by getting all the mods onto their. Yeah. Own, yeah. Even uh, that. Site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even the modding they're moving over away from. Yeah, well, Steam. Yeah, Steam. Uh, the, the Steam Workshop. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, honestly, if between the two, uh, I think in, in a, uh, I, I would go. For, I would choose the Bethesda model because it's, you know, it's, it's more closely curated for the particular, you know, game, etc. But, but uh, you know, if I wasn't a Nexus user, um, but yeah, uh, Nexus and Mod Manager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but, but before I forget, this is back to Skyrim. Just mm-hmm. briefly, I just want to uh, put a, a shout out for a, a, a mod that just popped up on the Nexus cool. uh, and immediately hit the top of the the top of the top five. I mean, it just went rocketing up, wow. of course, uh, oh, wow. because uh, it is by a mod author that all of us have uh, uh, used, uh, and that's the guy who wrote. Um, uh, <laughs> why is it Ordinator? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Unai Saizen or whatever is his, his however you pronounce his name, but he's just popped up with a new combat mod called Wildcat, uh, which is I think he's still listing it as beta. I should have had the page loaded here, but um, it's still sort of in testing. Um, but if it if it's as good as his mods usually are, uh, it should be pretty amazing. So. Uh, I haven't tried it. I downloaded it yesterday. Uh, I haven't loaded it up yet because I'm having so much trouble with, with my actual uh, game for some reason. Uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to trying it out. So, uh, so it's a was, combat one? Yeah, it's a combat mod. Because yep. I, I was listening to the last episode, and I think uh, I was listening to Michael with, with his playthrough uh, with his thief character. And I was wondering if Ordinator is affecting the damage that you do with your bow, and that's why you're having so much difficulty. That could be, yeah. And I was thinking, I had a look on the on the Steam site to see if I could find you a really realistic weapons damage mod, mm-hmm. but all the ones on Steam suck balls, so <laughs> there's no point in downloading any of those. <laughs> So I couldn't help you. Um, Which ones are on Steam? The, 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 the one on there the last time it was updated was 2012. Oh, yeah. And it was about 30 comments below it saying, dude, I'm one-shotting dragons right out of the sky. What do oh, jeez, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There was there's a couple on there saying, oh, dude, I'm one-shotting dragons out of the sky. Your mod is awesome. And then there was other ones. <laughs> where, dude, yeah. I'm one-shotting dragons out of the sky. You know, this is too OP. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Please you don't... change it. So yeah. it'd be nice if you could um, have like a little slider bar or something, so you could actually increase or decrease the amount of damage that it does. Well, there. I mean, you do in, in some of these uh, mods if they have an MCM menu, a mod configuration right. menu. Then yes, you can do that. Um, I'm not sure. I think um, Dual does D U E L um, and. Uh, yeah, Michael's on the Steam Workshop soon. Yeah, no, I gotta switch that over. Yeah, I I gotta switch over from there. It's just it, laziness on my part is what it is. 
Well, if, when you're ready, I can help set you up with Mod Organizer if you want to go that route. Uh, yeah, I think that's um, the best route to get. I mean, it, it, I'd stayed on there because I had set up my roundtable character on there originally, the, the last mm-hmm. one, the Necromancer. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know what? When I reloaded it, I should have switched over then and didn't. Because um, yeah. I just wanted to get in and play yeah, real quick. What's that? I said Mod Organizer is, is awesome. It's, it's definitely the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Somebody asked about uh, the difference between mod organizer and Nexus mod manager. I think it was in reference to, to Fallout. Uh, I forget was it Dennis maybe or somebody, but uh, um, yeah. I mean, they're both they're both good mod. They're both good managers. It's just that mod organizer gives you a heck of a lot more power to uh, uh, to really curate your mod list well. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, so uh, Nexus Mod Manager tries to be all things, mm-hmm. and I think it does reasonably well, but it makes some things invisible that shouldn't be, like overwrites and things like that. It's, it's, it's difficult to really know, because it gives you this list when you, when you load a new mod and, and, it, and it sees it, that that mod is going to overwrite assets from a, a mod that's already loaded, it will give you this long sort of thing that's yes, yes to all, yes to mod, no, no to mod, no to all. It's like, I don't know which one to choose, you know, whereas Mod Organizer, when you load them into the left pane, it gives you a graphical representation in little plus and minus signs of exactly what's overriding what, and you just pop it up and say, okay, this is, these are the conflicts, this, is, this one's overriding that one, and then you can just move them around until you get the right one overriding the one that you want. It's, it's much, it's much more granular, but, uh, it looks daunting at first, but it becomes a lot easier in the end. Um, so that sorry, makes sense. Sorry. Well, no, no, cause I assume in, <laughs> we're going to have a lot more people getting into modding for the first time as people either start to revisit the game or pick it up for, um, Kind of, yeah, kind of cut out there. Oh, am I getting digitized again? Yeah, yeah. What was that? Um, so I assume we're going to have more people <clears throat> getting into modding soon, anyway, because of the you know re-release and yes, people picking it up ahead of time who didn't have it, uh, so they didn't get the free upgrade if they're on PC. Yeah, and people just uh, playing it for the first time in general. So uh, it's probably good to go over all that stuff again eventually, anyway. Yeah, and I would say to anybody, uh, we should we should probably mention this to anybody, especially since the Steam sale is going on right now. Uh, if you if the, if you're the one or two people left in the world who haven't played Skyrim yet uh, and are listening to this podcast, <laughs> yeah, the odds uh, of that. Let's see those, those two things. Uh, but uh, by the legendary, the legendary edition now. now on Steam when it's on sale for nine ninety nine or whatever it is, and then you're going to get the new remaster free don't mm-hmm. wait to buy the remaster later right um, and while we're talking about uh, mods i'm actually thinking about creating a um a document on google for to kind of put a list of mods together just in anticipation of what mods do you suggest for skyrim <laughs> oh that's a good idea yeah yeah. But not for the remaster because we have no idea which. One yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, we're gonna have to um, wait. I think they said that um, they should port over, no problem. No, that's not no. true. Yeah, that's, that's gone not... back and forth. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, <laughs> it's, it's simply not going to happen that way, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, according, according to Bethesda, but according to the modders, okay. it's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, according well, to the can, people. You can be fairly sure, I think, that anything that ends up on Bethesda.net is will work. To, yes. Yeah. That will be perfectly fine. Anything on Bethesda.net, that is, will be, well, 99% sure that will work first time. Anything on the Nexus, you might have an issue with, especially if it has an MCM and it requires a script extender. Right. Well, I mean, I think it'd still be a good idea to um, have a have a nice list. Uh, Absolutely. Up, yeah. Just yeah. so um, people can sit there and go, oh, oh, this one isn't on there, but um, and just kind of, and I'm thinking about just making a bunch of different tabs. One is like for character creation, mm, um, yeah. add crafting, and just um, kind of, and just have them in in order just so that people can sit there and go oh i, I want to i want something for crafting so they'll go to the crafting tab and say oh, okay these these are good for crafting or whatever you know these mods are approved by the asa podcasting staff <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> or not or not yeah yeah we make no guarantees. Yeah. <laughs> your your mileage your may vary. Weapon and armor fixes we made. Colin hates it. Yeah. No. Your, your mileage may vary. Yeah. Why do you Why do you hate that? Uh, there's, there's three different add-ons, and it was very annoying. You had to change settings and any files and things like that, and it was uh, yeah. irritating. Yeah, it can be a pain in the arse. Yes, <laughs> and, and if it has anything to do with dragons, Colin loves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything to make more versions of dragons and more deadly versions of dragons <laughs> that will murder you in seconds with uh, some kind of magical breath. It will one-shot you instead of being one-shot by your arrows. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, the, I didn't even think of that. The ordinator would have been affecting... Um, my archery last time, but that does make a lot of sense that it could possibly be that way. Cause it seemed weak even for, cause I'm level, I don't know, whatever I am, like 13, something like that. And I've put yeah, something cool. into archery, so it, it should be powerful enough to kill basic bandits. <laughs> so, so you're having a yeah. problem weak archery, not. Yeah. Archery. Yeah. But, uh, I, I'm okay with it being a little weak cause it's, it's making, I'm also playing on master or legendary. So that, that could also uh, be the issue. Oh, that would definitely affect Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I'm, and I'm enjoying playing it that way anyway, cause I'm trying to play this character pretty slow anyway. So, um, it, it it's kind of working for that. Uh, it's a little mm-hmm. tedious at times when you have, to, when you forget to save and then have to go back and kill the same people again that took you a half hour to kill. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> These things yeah. happen. Yes, they do. <laughs> it is Especially life. Forget to save. Yeah, <laughs> forgetting to save is like the worst thing ever. I, yeah. <laughs> and then when you realize it, it's like oh, it's it's deflating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Usually, I, I get to the point where it's like, oh, here comes this um, this castle, or here is this uh, bridge, or here is this. I better save before, just in case there's a bandit there or whatever. You yeah. Know? And then a bear sneaks up behind you yeah. before you reach any of that, and all <laughs> <laughs> that goes out the window. Yeah, or yeah. a saber cat, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, saber cats are the worst because they they're... hit you hard. They hit you more times than the bear does. <laughs> and they're very fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, if if you all will permit me to 
just whine for a minute here. Um, I've, I've been having all kinds of problems, and I really – Oh, I, really? Well, and I don't really know from what they stem, and uh, I'm beginning to wonder if it's something on my, on my new Beastly desktop or something. I don't, I don't know. So I've, I've been I, – when I migrated over, uh, I had a game that I was playing for a while, but it, it was kind of crash-prone, and so I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to you know, go back to the beginning. I revalidated everything, redownloaded everything, and, and started over new uh, using um, one of the step guides. Of, I don't know if anybody's familiar with STEP, but it's a great – modding resource for uh you just search up skyrim step and you'll find it but anyway um and so i followed that fairly to the letter and continue to have these random crashes to desktop i mean not locking up the game just simply the game just goes away which is you know sort of a classic modding crash um and i st- i i have reloaded and changed load orders and even with simple load orders with just basic graphic mods, I st- I'm still getting these random crashes, and I cannot figure out what the heck is going on. It's it's nothing to do with the mods. I don't think it's something in in the system somewhere. And most of them happen when when I go from exterior to in- interior cells into into a building. Uh, uh, but occasionally they just happen, like. The other day, I was running from Windhelm north towards uh, Kinesgrove or Carthway. It's Kinesgrove right there along the river, uh, and at one spot, crash. And I went back, and I reloaded, and I changed things. It's the same spot, crash, 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 hmm. crash. So I gave up and went to bed. And I came back the next day, no crash. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> like It's really, I, I, really annoying. I often wonder if there's like... Um a mod that kind of you can pull it up and and it'll tell you um maybe possible reasons for it crashing almost kind of like uh running a debugger but backwards well there are there are mods oh yeah there's a few like that and you can also turn on your logging in in uh uh, i mean the game itself keeps a log if you tell it to the papyrus papyrus log but those logs are hard to read, and and yes, the, and there is actually a function built into a program called TES5 Edit, which is a log analyzer. But it's not always perfect, and it doesn't always analyze the right things or even tell you anything that you need to know. And if it's a <laughs> random, if it's a completely random crash, it won't be able to tell you why. Okay. Uh, and so. These aren't memory issues. I've gone through with the Skyrim performance monitor and checked my memory levels, and they're actually low. I mean, even with all kinds of graphics upgrades, 2K, 4K textures, I'm still not even using half of my VRAM, and oh, wow. uh, so Oof. it's not it's not that. And uh, I don't know. Anyway, I was just whining. I, I don't know what it is, but if anybody listening to this happens to be an expert modder and recognizes that symptom. Please tell me what's going on, because <laughs> I want to play Skyrim. <laughs> oh man, uh, maybe Dave's come across it because he—I uh, know he gets pretty heavy into modding as well. Yeah, well, it's really random, I, and I've—it's—it's uh, it's funny because I'm using some of the sim- very similar load orders to what I ran on my laptop, which ran stable, solid. I mean, all the same mods. I'm not using you know 
weird, you know, mods that haven't been updated since 2012. <laughs> uh, I'm careful. I, I kind of know what I'm doing. Um, I know about, you know, vote orders. I know about, you know, bashed patches and all the other stuff. But it just this one's eluding me. I can't really figure out what's going on. Hmm. So... I wonder if it's kind of like the issue that um, Colin was having with ESO where it did an update to the video card and kind of messed up the game a bit. It's possible. Um, I mean, it is that that is the one major change between my laptop and, and my desktop is the, oh, video, the card. video card. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of don't think it is, but it might be. I mean, there may very well be something between that and a mod or two that, that disagree. Um, it's a 970. It's not a 980, but it's still okay. a four gig card. Um, it's pretty. It's a pretty powerful card. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a four gig, right? Yeah, it's a four gig. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I mean, I'm. I am. I am coveting, and will probably purchase <laughs> uh, a 1080 sometime in the next couple of months. Wait till did, the, dri- the drivers. Did you see the, um, the Asus? Asus has one. Um, I think. It's yeah, 10. Asus has one. They have an MSI has one. Who else yeah. has one? Gigabyte, I think. Uh, and then there's the the reference one from Nvidia itself. Yeah. I'm not sure which like, one is, is gets the best reviews. If if you know if there's a tweak here and a tweak there, I would trust Asus. That's a, that's basically all my my laptop and my desktop are both Asus. Right. Yeah, from I received an email today that said that theirs is actually can, like half the price of um, the other ones. Really. Yeah. Wonder why. Hmm. I, I mean, they're, they're eight gig cards. I mean, you know, at least the the, the higher end models are, you know, eight, eight gigs of VRAM. I mean, right. that's it's like, yeah, that's I yeah. want that. <laughs> and that's what it is. It it is the eight gig, um, and it it has um, it's well, I'm just going off of what they they were saying, <laughs> which they say it has a cooling system so that it'll actually, um, so you can overclock it and everything else to perform even even higher and it should still be completely stable Hmm. and that's their claim so i don't know oh and by the way to anybody who was listening to my little whine there i'm not overclocking anything so yeah it's not that either um (laughs) the uh uh, and of course asus uh gives you that app what's it called uh uh it's a thing here that i'm trying to make pop up its little menu but i can't um it's the Matrix ad- Admin Controller, Asus, the Asus Matrix, uh, which allows you to sort of overclock on the fly, um, as well as giving. So, yeah, maybe I'll look at that one. I'm backtracking just a little bit. Uh, I love the last episode with uh, Dave's update. Yes. Mike uh, Beta getting his, <laughs> uh, his dragon fighting on, uh, and then he had a very special guest star. Uh, <laughs> Awesome. I love it. Thank you very much, Dave. I really, really enjoyed that. And you're right. All the rest of these fuckers, fuck them. You're right. She deserves a lot more respect. <laughs> That's right. Yep, she got her own backstory. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, actually, I have, a, I have an update, but I'm going to save it for next week because uh, I'm going to be away for the weekend. So I'm gonna be, uh, that'll be popping next week. And probably me finishing getting my ass kicked in uh, following Gollum E or Gollum I or however the hell you say his name. Because I can't remember how you say his damn name, even though Mercer Frey says it <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah, 
pretty sure. I think it's I. I think it's I also, yeah. I think it's I. Yeah, because he tells you his fake name that he goes by and then gives you his real name. It's tough. Yeah. Well, and also, sometimes I don't listen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess we've gone through it so many times. You kind of just go click, 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 click. click but I always – and I always have dialogue. the subtitles on too. So a lot of times I'm just reading through it as opposed to, you know. I have tried yeah. to listen more this time though since – you know, because you get in that habit where you're clicking through, clicking through, clicking through. And you're like, man, is there something that I'm missing that I don't remember? Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. recently turned my subtitles off. It's, it's, uh, I'm kind of enjoying it without them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the only reason I leave them on is if uh, I'm doing something else at the same time, and then I have at least have those to, uh, yeah. yeah, see what's going on basically. Yeah, I've kind of gone gone through that a little bit with um, ESO because I've played the game so much, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm just kind of trying to level up characters. Like click, 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 and then I'm like, oh shoot, I don't think I was, I didn't, I didn't want to make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> and when uh, decisions are in red, they're they're final. You oh jeez! Because <laughs> there's no saving in the MMO and go back. Yeah, really. Yeah. The only thing you can do is you can abandon the quest and restart the whole thing from scratch. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, quest in, in ESO, if you choose a red. Uh, option you got to go and you got to stick with that and that permanently changes the world and it can permanently change the world to this entire area is either friendly to you or aggressive to you oh. so <laughs> to have real big decision making so you better you'll be better off paying attention with those if you start playing yes yeah, so. yeah. Yep. oh speaking of feedback i actually do have uh, two emails and one pertains to everybody cause, uh, well all of us plus andrew who's not here <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is from uh from mike from uh classic elder scrolls uh elder scrolls off the record oh. uh so michael andrew colin victor juan uh congratulations on the upcoming 100th episode uh let's see the creative means of it, it, i have it on my phone in a really small font because <laughs> i uh, <laughs> and you know <laughs> And you need your reading glasses. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, spoiler alert behind the scenes. Uh, normally, when I read Dave's stuff, I put it up on the monitor and blow it up really big. <laughs> I didn't do this. I didn't do that right now. So, this is a much smaller font. So, <laughs> uh, the creative means of play that you guys bring to Skyrim has kept the game fresh and interesting for years. The weekly podcast invokes a sense of nostalgia, which keeps bringing many members of the community back to playing Skyrim and discovering things they never knew about the game. Uh, I first came to you the show while looking for more info on Skyrim. The short journal-style show was nice addition to my gameplay and allowed me to experience more aspects of the game that I might have glossed over. The show really took off for me with the introduction of the roundtable shows. Andrew. Uh, a, <laughs> a longer debate-style show looking at particular aspects of the game. Which drew me in. Over the years, I have really grown to appreciate your focus to purchase Skyrim gameplay, and you continue to deliver great content to my iPod. Uh, there's a meme circulating with Boromir from Lord of the Rings, which states one does not simply finish Skyrim, and the perspectives <laughs> and challenges your team expounds to listener to the listener community exemplifies that statement. 
Uh, with the oh. upcom- upcoming release of Skyrim Enhanced Edition, I hope that you'll see a swelling in listeners and hope that this is the first hundred in a long, prosperous podcasting career for the team. So uh, best wishes from him, and that's KDR Mickey on the Twitter. And uh, uh, I'm a big listener of the classic Elder Scrolls because uh, he's great with the lore and stuff like that. So oh, yeah. uh, it's very I, appreciative. I completely agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I used to listen to that, and I, I'm, I have been ashamed to admit that I stopped a while back. I, I will definitely go back and, and start listening to it again. Yeah, for me, I, I tend to focus on the classic just because I'm not playing ESO. Whereas if I was an ESO player, I'd probably, you know, listen to get uh, other stuff. But for the, uh, just some of the lore and stuff that uh, they go through is uh, pr- pretty intensive. Which is yeah. pretty amazing. Well, not to be chauvinistic about it or anything, but uh, when I discovered the Skyrimatic is when I stopped listening to all the other ones. In the <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's but I will, I will, yeah, definitely. Want to go Damn you, Victor! <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the classic is really great. Um, I mean, they did what they do about two or three episodes just on the Dark Brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, they just fin- finished recently. up that series on the Dark Brotherhood. Yeah, from like Oblivion through Skyrim and the ESO, even back to like Daggerfall and all that. So, yeah, because um, they did do a little bit on the Malog T- Marog Tong and everything mm-hmm. else, which I mean, it's it's really nice to hear all that. I mean, just the fact that all that lore exists in it's amazing. What's, what, what, what some people would just say, just a video game. But I mean, to us, it's not just a video game. I mean, it's because it, it's. I mean, it's it's an organic world that has history, has a for has a future yep. uh, as well. You know, I mean, it's just <laughs> it's just a lot. Yeah, and you don't realize funny. how. Yeah, when you're playing through the game. You don't realize how deep a lot of the lore goes, really. Right. Especially yeah. if, if you haven't played, like, the past titles and all. Right. And I, I like how he, he'll sit there and, oh, people say, oh, that's not lore-friendly. And he'll go, oh, yes, it is. It's right here. <laughs> yeah, that's this, amazing. Here's this book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you're looking to a companion for your Skyrim reading, Skyrim Book Club has your needs. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just started listening to that um, because of they're so quick. You can, oh, yeah, uh, they're yeah, it's great. Uh, and he was actually talking about starting something else too, but I won't mention that because that would be a spoiler. So, uh, yeah, but no, they're so quick. And uh, like, if uh, for anybody out there who does uh, wants to do voiceover or anything like that, uh, you can contact Skyrim Book Club, and they, you know, accept submission or he accepts submissions and things like that. So. Uh, there's other readers other than himself. Nice. Yeah. Uh, there's female boys, female readers. There's a guy with a real good Nord accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed listening to those. I do have one quick email from Dennis from the Facebook group. Uh, he's given an Oblivion update. So, let's see. Uh, I wanted to apologize. Desperately wanted to stream or record some audio feedback to capitalize on all the oblivion momentum we had last week. Sadly, uh, his wife left for Costa Rica. Well, sadly for him, she's in Costa Rica uh, with her high school students. Well, that that puts a damper on it. (laughs) (laughs) And the time got the best of me. So he's uh, soloing with twin two-year-olds at the moment. Oh, God. Good luck. Uh, (laughs) My Zoom is not strong enough to handle toddlers. Uh, so he purchased the Elgato uh, the str- HD streaming device to yeah. attempt to stream from the 360. 
And uh, he keeps hearing Victor's voice in his head saying, you should have just bought a PC. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have done a little playing. It was actually tough finding quests because I didn't remember where I was going. Happily killing Sarathad in Telus Plaza District was just a trick. I got, got the use of his house and Dark Brotherhood found me while I slept. After that, the quest started pouring in. Anyone know if there's safe storage in the house? The USP doesn't have, uh, didn't mention it. One of the other quests I found was through a nightmare darkly. Is there a quest in Skyrim similar to this? I can't remember. That's all I have for now. Try and update more as soon as possible. And be sure to, oh yeah, give credit to Sherry and Michael Cheney, who are also playing uh, Oblivion in the Facebook group. Yeah, they're, they're posting their Oblivion. I think Sherry's playing on her MacBook or something. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fascinating. <laughs> yeah, and, and for the love yeah, of God, like... <laughs> Michael, save your game. Yeah, that was to me. So, but... <laughs> Not only is she playing on her MacBook, but she's using the, the trackpad. Yeah, that's, that's got to be incredibly cool. tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so. Oblivion's tough. Like, if you haven't picked it up for a while... It, they're just so expansive, yeah. And it, and it's so the controls are so much different as well. Like the the functionality of the controls and things, and the way you use spells. And the one thing I do like about Oblivion is that you can use spells while you have a weapon. Like you just sheathe mm-hmm. your weapon, and then you can use your spells. You don't have nice. to, you know, put your weapon away, uh, change your spells into your hands and all that it's just you know you shoot through your weapon and you have your uh little hotkeys on the d-pad if you're playing on the 360 that you you know you hit and you can do your spells so that was one thing i i like that i wish that would have carried over that, oh yeah because you can carry um a shield a shield in one hand sword in the other and you still cast a spell so yep. yeah I, i'd forgotten about that yeah you that don't was, need that to really nice yeah you don't need to change out like it like it's equipment or something you know i think all you do is sheath it right is that what it is something like that but, um i know with the healing spells you don't have to sheath yeah you might not even have to sheath yeah you might be right I think it's just the um, the top bumper on the Xbox controller. Yeah, yeah. I think if yeah, if you're playing on the 360, yeah, it's a top bumper. I was on the PC, so I might <laughs> use us. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. And you know what? The load screens are not long in Oblivion. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. So if you're playing on console. It's a great way to get into Elder Scrolls because guess what? The load screens aren't long, but everybody looks really funky. So <laughs> I just got uh, kicked out of Rothgar about nine times. <laughs> and I, was thing, I was on uh, uh, in Orsinium inside the, the main city. Oh, that's the worst about, place. That is the yeah, worst place. I got kicked place. about nine times. I had to, every time I got back in, I jumped on the horse and had to try and sprint over the city and I'd get halfway out and then I would crash again. Hmm. And then I'd have to go all the way back in because it kicks you all the way back to the the Xbox main screen. It doesn't kick you back to like the the game screen. It goes all the way back to the Xbox screen where you have to restart the game back up from scratch, go to the character selection, get your selected character, load your character and... And that happened about at least nine times today. Oh my god! So that was a pain in the ass. So I would recommend ESO on the PC. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? 
you're saying I shouldn't buy my, I should not buy the Xbox S and Xbox One S uh, just to play ESO. As long as you stay away from Rothgar, because I was yeah. checking up on it to, um, like you know, to put a complaint in to say, guys, can you fix Rothgar? Uh, and apparently, everybody on the Xbox uh, complained to Bethesda going, or Zenimax said, oh, hey, you know, Orsinium, the the main city, it's like, you know, it's crap because every time we go in there, we crash. And they go, oh no, it's it's not us, it's the the Xbox, it's, it's your game load. Huh. And everybody everybody said, well. Every other place on my entire game works perfectly fine. Every other part of Rothgar works perfectly fine. It's yeah, only just Orsinium that everything crashes. So, hmm. and it's everybody else, uh, like you know, most people are having this issue of where at certain points in time they just continuously get crashes. So, how can it be everybody else's fault in only one particular place? in the whole game, and then you're saying it's our installed game on our Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so they're saying not, they're not going to do anything about it because there's nothing wrong with it on their end. It's our end on our installed game on our Xbox. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Maybe we should talk to Keith since he had to completely reinstall his, <laughs> his yeah. ESO. Oh, did he? he had it, well, he had it on the external hard drive. Oh, okay. And for some reason, the Xbox didn't recognize his external hard drive. Huh. And he, it said that he did not have um, the game installed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so he, he uninstalled it, then reinstalled it, and at some point during this whole entire thing, the game finally recognized his hard The system finally recognized his hard drive. And, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that doesn't seem fun. <laughs> but he got he got a full reinstall out of it, so yeah. Yeah, frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure because I I had I was playing it on my on my first Xbox, but I didn't have uh, Rothgar at the time. I only bought it recently because I I ended my um, subscription to the PC version and then started my subscription on the Xbox version because I wanted to play the DLT. I just finished the Daggerfall Covenant. I wanted to get into Rothgar and do the Thieves Guild and the Dark Brotherhood. I haven't started those two yet, but I've just started Rothgar. But I can't complete it because half the most of the quest is in the main city. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the Gold Coast looks looks amazing. I mean, if if you liked Oblivion, um, the Gold Coast on the um, it looked amazing on the PC. Oh, it looks it looks it, it looks awesome. Um, and uh, Minotaurs are back, so yay! Oh, Minotaurs <laughs> are back! Nice, nice. Yes, um, and they're they're pretty beastly, so it, it <laughs> yeah, they it, always it, were. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. Um, I uh, yeah, I mean, just wandering around. I've I've actually just found myself just kind of going around, and it's got you know how it had the tall grass that you kind of run through in um, in Oblivion. Yeah, it's, it's exactly the same. Um, I know some people were a little bit upset that they put the the castle in there and um, they made it like uh, Oblivion as opposed to uh, a little bit before, but I think that's the Oblivion that a lot of people that's the Gold Coast that a lot of people remember uh, yeah. recognize and fell in love with. So they kind of made a little bit of a um, okay, we're going to go ahead and do this so that to make people happy that know Oblivion, you know. 
Yes, but yeah, it looks amazing. Um, the roads, I, I mean, it feels like I'm running through oblivion. I'm almost expecting to run into one of the inns that were on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's another thing I miss. Um, it, you know, from oblivion, that's not in sky, the inns like, and stuff like that that you come across just on the on the roads between places. You know, didn't yeah, seem like are, there was. They, were, um, they they are in Skyrim, but you kind of have to go off the road to get yeah to yeah and there's and not of as course many there's mods that add them but yes yeah, yeah. The same thing. yeah because yeah. i added um uh people of skyrim the ultimate edition and that adds a lot of structures around the cities so it kind of fills in the world a little more which is nice i, I really like that one but right but yeah i miss the world. random inn in the middle of wherever you know like a swamp somewhere <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or had something going on <laughs> But the world is so bigger, so much bigger in Oblivion. You had space for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just a lot. And there was a lot of empty space as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, Skyrim does have them, but you almost have to go like on a little road, um, travel for ten, fifteen, twenty seconds to get to the actual inn. Where in the Oblivion, you could see it from you could see it from the side of the road and just kind of go up this little tiny. We'll call it a driveway, for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah. And you were and you were there, you know. Um, yeah, you had the Nightgate Inn, uh, Old Haralden. Yep. Places like that. Uh, the place right. by Kinsgrove or Kinsgrove. I right. mean, essentially, that's not really. It. That's more of just that inn. There's nothing else really there. Yeah, and then there's the one um, in between um, uh, Winterhold and. Uh, it was on the way to Winterhold, um, where you have, where um, in the in the Civil War you have to meet up with. You're trying to find the the, um, the courier for the, the yeah the night gate, yeah. In, yeah. And, and actually, there's just a, you know, of course, another mod uh, <laughs> thing. But one of the mods, and I can't remember exactly which one, because that is. Um, Officially known as Helyarkin there, which is why yep. the the farm on the other side of the woods there is Helyarkin Farm, or you know, there's a mod also, uh, and so there's a mod that actually adds a couple of buildings to that whole little little enclave there with the night gate in, in it, and it's just then it makes the the map you know listed as Helyarkin. Oh, okay, so it'll actually list it that way. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's also where you meet the gourmet. Right? Oh yeah, yep, yep, in the basement there. Yeah. <laughs> well, on the dock technically. On the dock, yeah. The last time I met him, I uh, I was pretty powerful at that point. It was uh, the the uh, necromancer, and I hit him so hard with whatever I had done that I shot him straight across the lake. And I had to go all the way across the lake and drag him back into the lake. Because oh, wow. <laughs> I knocked him off the dock and he flew so far that he went all the way to the other side of the lake. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> poor, poor Gourmet. He didn't yeah. deserve it. <laughs> and technically he's not in the lake if he's all the way on the other side. So. <laughs> That's right. yeah. Well, at least in the lake is a better hiding place than behind one of the giant um, kegs. And when you, if you kill him in the basement. Oh, is that where you have to hide him in the basement? You know, I've never yeah, killed him in the basement. 
Yeah, it's not it's not very obvious either because um, you kind of just drag them around till you find a spot, and then, <laughs> and then it says, "Okay, um, he's hidden." Uh, you know, I have never killed. I've always waited for him to come outside. Yeah, me too. I didn't even know that was an option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've killed him in the basement before, just because I didn't feel like waiting around for him. It's kind of like Hitman, where you had to hide people in the freezers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to do that this time, because I have never killed him. I didn't even know you could kill him in there. That is... Uh, see? Look at that. You learn something new every day. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I missed that fact. I always thought you had to wait for him to go out on the dock and then put him in the water. I don't... Yeah. Now that you can kill him in the basement and... There, there's a spot to hide hide his body there. I mean, I guess as long as um, he's gone for a couple days or something, because I mean the pig children kind of stink for as they as it is. So <laughs> <laughs> true, true enough, true enough. <laughs> yeah, it's not like uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I think uh, I know in um, in ESO, I, uh, one of the comments I always hear is. Uh, it's not you I smell, is it? <laughs> it's funny because they say that to everybody. It doesn't matter what type of character you're playing. It'd be nice if um, some of the some of the games would be give more um, uh, uh, race specific comments because I know Skyrim does do that a little bit because yeah. they sit there and they they sell they call you cat or or whatever you know. Yeah, that is true. They do do that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Although they keep saying you smell like a wet dog even after you don't have um, the werewolf. <laughs> oh, do they still say that even when I you're... Think they, I think they do, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case, you know. <laughs> um, just speaking of dialogues and, of course, always about mods, um, there's a, a new one to me. It's been around for a while uh, that... Um, I haven't really noticed yet in any of the games because of my woes, but it's called Dynamic Follower Dialogue. Um, and it was suggested in one of the step guides I read through. Uh, it adds like 1,500 dialogue lines, and a lot of them are like researched hmm. from either lore or inside the actual, you know, under the hood of the game. The, the author uh, went in and recreated stuff, uh, and they're all... As far as I know, all of them are voiced, but they're voiced using the same technique that the guy who does uh, interesting NPC uses, where he pieces together bits of already pre-voiced dialogue to sound different, which is kind of cool. Oh, wow. So anyway, it's something for people to look up. It's called, like I said, it's called Dynamic Follower Dialogue. And if it's in a step guide, that's a generally good indication that it's a good stable mod. So uh, it's fairly trustworthy. Huh. Something to, something to think about. Oh, cool! So. It's always nice to add uh, add the dialogue and stuff like that to the game because it it can get you know you play so much it can get tedious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> listening to people. Oh, somebody was asking about playing. It was a couple weeks ago about playing False Scar, and I was like, "Warning, uh, <laughs> you're gonna have some yeah. long conversations." <laughs> So you have some really long conversations. <laughs> don't don't play it at nap time. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I remember. Um, I think is that the one where 
it was a really long dialogue at the end. Yes. And you, you kept dying, so you kept having to go. Through yes. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a that was a long finish. That final battle was pretty long and uh, yeah, relatively difficult. And I died or something and had to go all the way back to before the run up of that battle. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> uh, and of course I, you know, I didn't save and all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that always happens. But <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. That's really the biggest flaw with uh, False Guard. Other than that, you know, it's a nice add-on. I would think, yeah, fun to play in general. Yeah, I, I agree. The that and and the typos drive me crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just uh, you know, the, the legacy of a classical education. I don't know. It just really <laughs> irritates me. Uh, but uh, yeah, but there's a mod for that too. That, for, fixing, oh, for fixing typos. <laughs> typos and grammatical errors. That's well. That's the thing that always sort of bothered me about that was that for a mod that was ostensibly created as basically a job application, which is the sort of the, the lore background of yeah what, of that what one Mickey did with that mod that he would not clean up the, that that very fundamental part of it um, but, yeah. yeah because other ones that were I, I think pretty close to as expansive like worms tooth did not have the dialogue issues I gotta say no not at all those are it's pretty well done and 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 much better voice acting overall I think too yeah yeah definitely I think the quality of voice acting was better as well yeah um, so. maybe we'll see that return uh, with the consoles who knows never know yeah that's uh, I'm I'm holding on to it I've got it you know saved off in a very you know safe part of yep. one hard drive and off on another one and also backed up to the cloud because I don't because it's gone so I don't <laughs> yeah it's gone it. gone so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was something I screwed up on. That was definitely something I, I accidentally, when I reloaded everything, I forgot. I, to- I actually just totally forgot and ended up deleting it. Ouch. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> when, I, yeah. when I reloaded everything back up, I realized what I had done, and I was like, oh, crap. Oh, well. <laughs> it is life. There's other mods out there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> tried to get uh, back into Skyrim. There's only so much of one game, of a, so much you can play one game constantly. Like yeah. I was constantly playing ESO. And in, in the end, it just uh, I needed something to break up the monotony. So I <laughs> jumped back into Skyrim, uh, but that didn't last for too long. I went back to my, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, the Requiem uh, playthrough. Oh, yeah. But I had a little quest that I needed to go and get one of the what should we call it the the bolt schematics from uh, Bleak Rock uh, over in uh, sorry not Bleak Rock Raven Rock um, from <laughs> Blood Skull Barrow. Oh. Uh, so I went in there and uh, as I said it, the the mod hasn't altered that um, he hasn't uh, done the mod so it's it's pretty quick easy run through and. 
and then somewhere along the lines I wasn't paying attention at all uh, and then I died I think to a trap or something (laughs) and I was like uh, uh," and then I just turned it off (laughs) (laughs) I loaded back at the entrance of the mine and I was like "Uh, uh," and I just turned it off yeah (laughs) I uh, I stuck on um, was it uh, Fallout New Vegas and uh Picked that up where I had left off. Uh, I think I was around about the Novak area, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. Novak. And um, just picked up Boone as a follower. Oh, yeah. And then I played that for all night uh, for a good five or six hours. And uh, I was playing mostly with the mods because there's a few good, really good quest mods that I've got loaded into that. And I was playing quite a few of those. Uh, and then, but then when I woke up the next morning, I immediately stuck ESO back on and continued to play that. <laughs> the tyranny which, of um, the new. Which, <laughs> Fallout New Vegas is backwards compatible now on the Xbox yeah. One. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that 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 whole program is definitely gonna, you know, it, I'm I will be getting an Xbox One eventually. It's not like I won't be getting one, but uh, the, I mean, that that alone is worth. Yeah, having the backwards compatibility is very nice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, just just with Fallout alone, you have Fallout Four, Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas. Yep. Um, you're gonna have Skyrim, ESO. Um, hopefully, they do Oblivion. I know Morrowind is um, original Xbox, so. Probably not, but still it'd be nice to see that. And um, there's a lot of games. I think all the Guild Wars. No, um, what? Uh, what's the the three part series by Mass Effect? Mass Effect. Uh, all those are backwards compatible. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's a lot of fun games that are backwards compatible now. Yeah, and I have all those uh, from the 360. So that's. So. Yeah. Yeah, it would be yeah, nice I mean, to see the, just some the, more stuff. Like yeah, yeah, Oblivion would be great yeah. to see backwards compatible. I mean, it won't look yeah. good, but yeah. <laughs> still have potato face. Yeah, I mean, it'll still look like Oblivion, yeah. but it would be cool to be able to play again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I know I have over eight hundred hours on uh, Oblivion, and that was because um, I kind of I did never finish Shivering Isles, and I went into uh, the first Dragon Age and played that. For a while but oblivion was my first game on the 360 uh, and i loved it so yeah yeah that yeah. was my entry back into gaming oh after, yeah after a long hiatus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was kind of my re-entry into that style gaming i mean i was still playing but i was playing different kind of stuff um i hadn't really played the rpg stuff since like the quest for glories and all and, uh, you know, Quest for Glories, King's Quest, that kind of stuff. I had kind of taken a break and then got back into it. Oblivion really got me back into it. I, I, I don't even know how many hours I played of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that game, you were walking for so long, too, in between places. You could play for five hours and not get anywhere. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> just searching yeah. and looking and, you know, <laughs> finding yeah. a cave or whatever. Yeah, just going down the road, you just—it's. I think it seemed like you found more 
little things while you're going down the road than you do in Skyrim. I mean, there's either like a little bandit camp or there was like some hidden uh the the um the little orc not orcs but um oh the uh yeah those guys yeah the little goblins goblins that's it yeah yeah um the goblins uh going into there um there was and just uh i remember the one where the village that was stuck in between two warring uh goblin clans oh yeah 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 (laughs) yeah So it had a lot of stuff like that, and um, the nice. Uh, also, I remember the, the Munda stones as well as the um, the Daedric stones, where you you could uh, activate one and you would get like a piece of armor or a sword for yep. a short amount of time, which was that was kind of fun. And there was a little glitch, uh, that little cheat that you could do with that one, because if you attacked something or somebody with it and did some damage to it and then fixed it with your hammer and dropped it and then once the time ran out you picked it up again you had a daedric weapon or piece of armor that did not weigh a thing oh really yeah wow i didn't even know that (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i ever did that trick i did the you know drop the stuff trick or whatever you know the the old glitch where you could make an insane amount of items to sell right yeah, that one was the the big popular one, but now the other one was definitely where you just pick up one of the Daedric items and uh, just go attack something, do a little bit of damage, fix it with a hammer, drop it on the floor, and then pick it up. Yeah, I remember, you know that little cabin um, by the Imperial City, by the, the, the waterfront there where you the Thieves Guild is? There's that one little house that you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go in there and... <laughs> And do the whatever, I forget exactly what the trick was where you multiplied the items. But I would go in there and I would then make like a thousand scrolls and then drop them. And then they would would like billow out super, I I don't know how the 360 didn't blow up when I did it. But it it was like watching Andrew uh, raise the dead on (laughs) 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 when he had that army of the dead with uh, the ritual stone or whatever it was. (laughs) Yeah, it, it's funny, especially if you if you just dropped a single one, and all of a sudden it it just kind of grew from that one. Yeah, yeah, it was like this slow like billowing of items would slowly, and I always did it with scrolls because they weighed like whatever point one or whatever it was, and right. you could sell them and make money, and it it would fill up like the whole cabin, <laughs> and you're like, oh, there we go. Yep. <clears throat> Yeah, and I, 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 a lot of there. I know there's some people that sat there and they said they didn't like the Alien ruins, but man, I love. Oh, them. I love the Alien ruins. Those things were amazing, and every, I mean, every single one of them was different. Yeah, yeah. That was the most amazing thing because it's like, oh, this one has a special trick to open this door, and it, it's not the same as the one right next to it or the one uh, like halfway across the world. It was each one had its own unique way of opening, as opposed to, oh, here's the, um, here's these little things that you spin and get and just put them in this order that it shows you right here, and you're done. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, it was definitely uh, more complex. Yeah. The Elliot ruins. I really like the Elliot ruins a lot. Yep. Are they in a? They're in ESO, right? Mm-hmm. We have some. They're not. They're not quite as complicated or as as um, they were. As they were, um, just because um, 
it's a little more a lot of the stuff is more circular mm-hmm. um it's uh, similar to skyrim where you go in one side you go all the way around and you come out on the other side and you're back where you started oh okay yeah now because um, you could get lost in those Elliot ruins yeah and have a good time being lost <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> yeah, it was so oh man that I really and I like the look of them too. They are very creepy looking, uh, kind of glowing, and you would come across those doors with like the tree symbols on them. And yep. It just it was it was a really nice effect. I, I really liked that a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of good stuff in Oblivion that they kind of got rid of. Um, that just uh, like um, if you're fighting ghosts and you got to hit them with enchanted or silver weapons. Yeah, know? I do like that a lot. Because I, I remember I'd fight the little will-o'-wisps, and I'm just like, why am I not damaging this thing? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? And then uh, this, and that was like the first time I went through, and I'm just like, oh, my God, and he killed me. So I just kind of avoided that section for a while. One one time I actually uh, had, had a silver sword, and I'm just like, well, I sat there, and, and I'm like, oh, silver. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, you had to use it on the. There was those ghosts on the ship. They were incredibly tough. Yeah. Um, at the dock and was that Anvil on the dock of Anvil? Is that where it was? I think uh, I think it's the Anvil docks. Yeah, I think a little bit off to the either Anvil or the other one on the what was it the the east side uh, southeast. Yeah. There's another section there too. Um, and then, uh, um, what were they? The um, why, why can't I think? The ones that regenerate their health. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, they're the ones that show up uh, when you're doing the mages quest. Yeah, and I mean those would sit there and attack you, and they, they their health seemed to regenerate a lot faster than they did in Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, like things like ghosts were much tougher in Oblivion than they are in Skyrim. Or skeletons. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would actually go into sneak or hide when I heard when I saw skeletons in Oblivion. They were <laughs> the skeleton champions were incredibly tough. Yes. <laughs> you didn't just blow them apart like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like happens and yeah with bones just rolling all over the place yeah yeah flying they, they, across they, yeah they, and uh, some of them cast spells as well right yes or, yes or, okay. I, some of them did yeah i think that was the champion ones or okay. whatever they were called because it was them yeah. there was a ghost there was uh something else uh whatever they were called yeah there was a bunch of different there was a more supernatural kind of ghostly type things and in oblivion yep yeah, zombies as well zombies the zombies were quick and creepy and and headless why was there headless <laughs> zombies? yeah yeah lots of head there was a lot of headless zombies i don't know what was going headless on but not make sense <laughs> <laughs> there was That's definitely weird. a lot of them because <laughs> a walking dead person makes a lot of sense right oh <laughs> uh, yeah well hey look you know it's not more friendly one zombies need to have brains they got yeah six. <laughs> <laughs> they need to be able to walk around somehow yeah 
There you go. <laughs> well, I think that's been pretty uh, a pretty full episode there. Yeah. Wow, hour and twenty. But uh, thank you guys for hopping on. Uh, next week is going to be mostly is going to be uh, uh, some stuff from Dave and me dying again, <laughs> following Gullamai through the warehouse uh, to his ultimate destination where I have to listen in on him and eavesdrop. Uh, I'll probably be playing that this weekend because then I got to drive down down south for a few days and then drive north again. So that'll be fun. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the warehouse is the easy part, right? Yeah, the warehouse, you're just following them. Um, and you just got to sneak and get past some of the guards and stuff. It's that second cave after you follow him and go down underneath when he yeah. uh, kind of backtracks and goes back. It, that's when it's hard to get past those guys unless you kill them. Uh, which I don't like. I'd yeah. like to be able to just get past them, but um, I don't think I'm high enough level sneak right now, or yeah. you know, something like that. So they kind of see me when I go past that first section. Did you try going through the the side cave with the spiders? Hmm. No, I don't think I did. Yeah, I think there's. Um, oh there's... yeah, but I didn't get past uh, the first two guys. I'm ha- I had trouble oh, getting yeah, past those first two right because the they're we've... yeah. One's yeah, facing one direction. One's facing the other direction. Yeah, they don't make it easy to sneak by. You ha- yeah, they make it almost work to the point where you do you do have to fight them. Yeah, and they don't um, move either. They stay in that position. Yeah. So and it's well lit, so you're not just sneaking in the shadows or anything. So. Because I think I've tried um, swimming before, or a lot of times I, I remove the torches as well. Oh, that's good. You know what? Maybe I'll take some of the torches down on my way and see if that helps. I'll figure, shot. I'll figure out something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess that's it for this one. I got the uh, closing music here. If, uh, if you'd like, join the Facebook groups. It's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash podcast. Or you search for Scaramatic Podcast and the Fallout feed. Uh, I think it'll come up then. And I think that's all I can think of. Um, stay tuned for anything uh, episode 100 related. We haven't really figured out anything yet, so we'll figure that out. And then we'll need to figure out uh, what's that thing called? Jeremy was just asking me about it the uh, charity podcast in the fall sometime. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking that this was something I threw out then was. Uh, Try and line it up with uh, the Skyrim re-release that weekend, oh, yeah. kind of like uh, how we did it. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we'll yeah. see how that we'll, we'll bandy about some dates, but uh, that's kind of a tentative tentative thing right now. So keep that in mind, and uh, we'll be back next time, or another time, or in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Later, everybody. To the low. Happy Skyrim. Happy Skyrim. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Skyrim Addict. You can find all of our contact information, YouTube channel information, as well as other shows over at asapodcasting.com, including our newest show, The Fallout Feed. Special thanks to Claire Lafar for the show's artwork. You can find her stuff at etsy.com slash myafireprints, M-A-I-A-F-I-R-E-P-R-I-N-T-S. And a thank you to Dan Bull for the use of his music in the roundtable opening close. You can find him on YouTube or iTunes. Just search Dan Bull. Once again, thanks for listening, and uh, later, everyone.
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 